this is Todd Smith from Dog Fashion Disco, Polka Dot Cadaver, El Creepo, and Knives Out, and you are listening to today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. Awesome. There we go. <laughs> that's a, that's I get by with a little help from my friends. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. I just wanted to take a minute in this little intro before the intro to give you an update on some of the things we got going on here at today's boondoggle and uh we've recently uh launched a email account so if you have any questions suggestions or comments you're enjoying the show you want to see something different you want to see certain guests on the show you can reach us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and as you know the coronavirus lockdown has hit a lot of us uh financially um boondoggle didn't escape it either and uh, if you want to support us financially so we can get you uh, these interviews that you enjoy each week, uh, you can donate to our GoFundMe. There's a, you get on GoFundMe, look up today's boondoggle. We got a GoFundMe that will be ongoing. And um, as well as a Venmo, you can donate. If you use Venmo, go to Venmo domain or uh, today's boondoggle. And then also there's our Anchor sponsorship on the Anchor app, anchor.fm. Look up today's boondoggle and you can become a monthly sponsor to us there. Uh, as you know, this is a veteran-owned and operated program we got going on here. It's very, been, man, incredibly therapeutic for a guy like myself who, you know, is a veteran with PTSD and anxiety. And, uh, just gets me out there talking with people and gets me out of my comfort zone. And it's been awesome. But uh, it all costs us, you know, to, the travel, accommodations, to, to get to these interviews that you want to hear. So if you can help out anyway, we truly appreciate it. Um, also, please follow us on social media. It's at Today's Boondoggle. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just please follow, subscribe, comment, comment. download the, the episodes. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Spotify, you know, any of the programs that you use to listen to your podcast, please, please uh, do whatever you can to support us and hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. What's going on everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio and uh Excited about today's uh, interview. We've got the infamous Dale Crover from the Melvins on with us today. Uh, and uh, Patrick and Evan are back here with me, two musicians that, uh, you know, can connect with you on, at, about, uh, on the musical end. I'm the musical fan. So uh, I just wanted to, you know, uh, glad, glad to see you on here. It's our second live stream. We're still kind of doing this ourselves. But uh, good to have you on. How you doing? How you doing? Good, good. You're good. Killer. Hey, 
Neil, usually when I have somebody on, I like to kind of get a quick background of them, like, uh, you know, what led them into music. Like, but before music, do you know, do you remember what you originally wanted to be when you grew up? Uh, yeah, it was either like a cowboy or a, a baseball player. Nice, nice. And then the first time you discovered music, do you remember, like, what, what, what was it that uh, kind of led you down that rabbit hole? Um, I remember music being around forever, you know, um, but if I had to name like, uh, you know, a, a group or something like that, say, you know, probably, uh, the Osmonds. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember. Or the monkeys. I remember having an Osmonds lunchbox when I was in, uh, first grade. Even back then I got made fun of, you know? <laughs> And you took that and used it and look at made a career out of it, right? Exactly. And now I'm playing crazy horses with Red Cross. Nice. Yeah, you know, it's funny too, you mentioned that because like I remember like the Partridge family and the Brady's and kind of like segueing into your uh your your solo album, Rat a Tat Tat. Uh the shark uh the song uh, Shark Like Overbite. When I was listening to it, I was like, man, it almost like sounds like Sunshine Day or something that would be playing on the Brady Bunch, the way the music sounds. I, I dug yeah, it. That, that's funny. I saw a review the other day that said something about the Partridge family as well. And um, I guess maybe that's the Steve McDonald influence. Steve's in Red Cross, and, you know, they've always flown that, that Partridge Brady's flag. You know, those guys were even in a, a, a movie with Keith Partridge. You know, and I know that they asked him a lot of questions about those days. Oh, sweet. I know that. You were down to go for anything on this one, then. That was the impression I got. Say that again? The impression I got was you were down to go for anything. Nothing was off limits. Oh, nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. Anytime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. So, like, uh, I want to ask, like, your... Um, like, uh, when you first started playing music, what was, like, the first instrument that you took to? And then, you know, uh, well, yeah, I first, very first band. Uh, well, uh, first was uh, guitar. And I remember getting a, uh, a nylon string acoustic, acoustic guitar when I was eight years old. And my mom got me some lessons at the local library where I learn, you know, Kumbaya and Hush Little Baby, you know, the hits of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and then there I moved on to the cello when I was in fourth grade. Nice. You know, um, and from there, from cello, it went cello and then tuba, because I really, I, I loved the sousaphone. I really loved marching bands. And, uh, you know, I really wanted to play sousaphone. Um, and then drums. So <laughs> I guess because there was really no tuba in rock bands. So. <laughs> so what, like, inspired you to want to get on the drums, though? Like, cause it, it seems to me like that, I don't know, you're a solid, tight drummer. Like, what was it about the drums that was alluring you? Or was it just, you know? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it was just it was just always something that I, I mean, I always liked, you know, guitar and drums and I don't know basically rock bands so um you know 
I was playing guitar, and, and I remember uh, the neighbors had a drum set that I borrowed, and um, I just felt like I could play them instantly because I was showing, you know, I was playing guitar, and I was showing some other kid how to play the drums, thinking I knew how to play the drums. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It was just fun to beat on stuff, and, and uh, yeah. Um, you know, and then I also got convinced by another friend of mine who, uh, who was this older guy in the neighborhood who played guitar, and he just kind of convinced me that, that I should play drums. You know, so maybe you, he thought there was enough of, guitar players. <laughs> you're you're kind of like a musical stuntman where you just went for whatever. Like, it just yeah. naturally developed, yeah. and that you figured out you were like a jerk, jerk of all, Yeah, jerk of all trades, master of none. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I get it, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I've talked with people that, like, you know, they, they learn one instrument and they're trying to create something, they have a vision, and they can't find reliable people. Like, these two gentlemen have had the same story. They play multi-instruments because they couldn't find reliable people to produce their art. So they just said, all right, can't find somebody, got to do it myself. So they learned everything. Is that similar story kind of with you? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to clone myself now, actually. Well, actually, I did already. So. No. Yeah, keep us I'm posted not... on that. Cause I'll invest in that too. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm running them now. We'll see if they if it works. You know, trying to get yeah, them they... interested in, in you know. So are we talking to a clone you or the real you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which one do we have on right now? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Hard to tell. I think I'm I'm the I'm the uh, the first one. The other ones are much are much smaller looking. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah, you know, and well, male. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with this uh, with this album, what was it like? Uh, I mean, you've you've worked with with Steve from Red Cross in the past, and now uh, with uh, Toshi. How, how's it been like working with these guys? Yeah, well, Toshi, we've I've been working working with for a long time. Um, he's uh, he's been working with the Melvins at least since two thousand, probably. Uh, so yeah, a good a good uh, twenty one years. Um, so oh. it's really easy, you know. Uh, uh, really, you know, it, it, easy to work with him. I mean, I just kind of let him do whatever. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. This long, to tell Sometimes him you might hear something from you, huh? Say that. Say that again. Sometimes he might know what you're trying to play better than you. Sometimes, right? Yeah, and then I just let him do it. <laughs> you do it. I'm gonna get the, the burger. Uh. <laughs> well, so we had a question about that. Do you? Um, so do you and Buzzo have to see a marriage counselor or anything? That's because that's a fucking feat to be able to work with someone for the length of time you have with them. Yeah. Well, no, because we're not married. <laughs> <laughs> So now we, we get along uh, amazingly well, you know, and I guess that's what's made this for the whole time. Uh, yeah, like, is there a secret to that, keeping that relationship? That's what uh, I you know, I mean, um, I, just yeah. so many bands seem to just like disintegrate out there that get tired of each other. You guys seem to have been able to pull off the longevity. You got like a secret to that friendship and relationship? Uh, I mean, other than, you know, we knew this was a good thing and why ruin it? <laughs> you know, it's worked for this long. You know, whatever we want to fuck it up. Nice, simple. We've, we've managed to we've we've managed to uh, 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 you know be able to to make a thing, find women to marry us, and, and raise families, and 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 
nothing's gone to shit yet. <laughs> so far, knock on wood. Yeah, we gotta we gotta follow some of that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, what's been the um message that you guys were looking to send? You were looking to send out with this project. I, I'm sorry, you're kind of glitching a little bit. Can you repeat that? What was like the main message you were trying to send out with, with this uh, album? A oh, main message uh, that I'm cool and I can record that's really awesome <laughs> yeah, that's about it you know i mean hey i'm just a drummer you know <laughs> that's a big philosophical message on me sorry you know <laughs> i just wanted to make a good record that people would enjoy right on. I, I, so, you know it takes a lot of uh for me, a lot of balls to throw a jaw harp in a song. That's pretty sweet, man. <laughs> like, what the hell was you know, like? I need a jaw harp in there. You know, like what inspired that? Yeah, I don't know. I'm really into. Uh, um, uh, there's this soundtrack uh, called Performance. Well, it's a movie called Performance, and there's a really great soundtrack. Uh, it's a movie that Mick Jagger was in. Weirdo movie from from uh, uh, late '60s, early '70s. And uh, um, uh, uh, Ry Cooter does a lot of songs on there, and I think okay. maybe that might have that might have influenced that one a little bit. Um, okay. And plus, you know, Toshi, who's also a multi instrumentalist, uh, nice. plays a plays a mean jaw harp. Hell yeah, so, man! And that, that's him. That's actually him. Okay. You want to add a little bit? Uh, just give us a bit about your creative process. Obviously, it's pretty experimental. Um, you going in the studio? Uh, could you yeah. could you give us information about your process? Uh, I mean, depending on what kind of song I'm doing, you know, like songs on the record that are yeah, definitely experimental. That um, uh, some of those I started on drums, and uh, at our studio we've got uh, this giant rack of all kinds of like guitar stomp boxes and effects, all ready to go. And uh, um, for a lot of those pieces, I'll have uh, I'll get on the and have Toshi dial in some crazy effect that will influence me to play something, and and uh, I'll, I'll write a song that way, or at least write a drum song that way. Yeah. Does uh, uh, a lot of shit come out in the studio, or do you demo shit out at home? Um, both. You know, uh, I've been playing around with GarageBand, and some of those tracks that I used, I added to the record. You know. Started a garage band and, the, and then built on them at, at, in, in the actual studio afterwards. Um, okay. Then there's kind of more regular songs that, that I have. I just I'll start with a guitar, you know, and add drums and, and everything else on top of it. So. Right on. Yeah. I, um, I the studio, most of the songs I, I have aren't finished. I finish them there. You know, I mean, they've okay. got, you know, the, most, most of the ideas there and i kind of know what i want to do with them but then you know sometimes it change sometimes it won't you know yeah so you guys are pretty sketched out by the time you're going in there usually mostly yeah mostly you know if i don't have an ending then i'll have to come up with it right there and then and yeah yeah, yeah. under pressure <laughs> so I like that. That, that that's cool because i like to when i record some stuff i like to do like an improv drum track and see you know, what happens from there, what everything else 
it's kind of natural. Sure. So it's cool hearing that, you know. It's like yeah, a couple sure. of the songs, a couple of the songs on the record, I did scratch vocals. You know, I knew what I wanted, but then, you know, Toshi convinced me that, that they, you know, I'm like, I want to redo this. And he's like, why? It sounds great. You don't need to redo it. Sounds cool. It yeah. like you're drunk on this one song. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it probably it, was. I don't know. <laughs> it, well, it's cool having like a group of guys around too to to support you with like the decisions you make. So yeah, for sure. I mean, like with Toshi too. I'll have a song and I'm like, does this sound like anything to you? You know, does this sound like a song at all? And you're like, no. No, it sounds cool. And I know even if it does, I can change it enough, you know, that it won't, right. you know. If it yeah. sounds like the monkeys too much. <laughs> sure. Well, no, I'd, you know, I'd try to make it sound more like the monkeys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but, you know, I'll have a song and I'll just go, okay, I mean, or I'll even know where it's influenced by, but I'm like, you know, oh, does this sound too much like whatever, you know? And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, no. And but yeah, I mean, we can always change, you know, something that sounds like something I'll try to, you know, I won't play drums the same way or whatever, you know. Right. It's cool. So it's like, um, now everything's shut down, but hopefully with the vaccines coming out, everything, things will start opening up. You'll be able to play out live again in front of a crowd. Is there any particular song? Uh, on this album that you're really looking forward to the most for a live crowd to hear? Um, yeah, I mean, there's one that we did a video for um, called I Can't Help You Here. That that, uh, that one's cool. I'd like to play that one. Actually, um, so I don't know when this is going to air or if this, if this is live right now or whatever is going on here, but uh, um, uh, the Melvins are, we've been, one episode has come out so far of the Melvins TV Um I don't know if you guys know about this, but we had a New Year's Eve special, and uh, it's uh, it, it's us performing live, uh, you know, in in a studio, obviously. Um, and we do five songs, and then there's interviews, and there's also other little little uh, uh, funny things that happen. Um, there's a new one coming out on Valentine's Day, uh, Volume Two. Oh, and it also has opening bands. And so my band, the Dale Crover band, is going to open for my band, the Melvins. <laughs> so, right. and, and we're going to play a couple what of songs forward. from the new record. So, you know. What, oh, what studio are you guys? Uh, 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 what studio? It, yeah, it's, yeah. Our, it, it's our studio. But um, um, it, it's called Sound of Sirens is where it's, it's recorded at. So. Um, but, uh, uh, well, um, you'll see it's, uh, it's pretty psychedelic. It does. It's not, it's not just us playing in like some living room, like most of the, uh, streaming things have been. <laughs> you, you guys went ahead and got a little more creative with it then, huh? It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's over the top psychedelic. <laughs> so you keep it in Melbourne. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so I wanted to ask too, like, uh, I mean, this is like a, a weird question. I like to ask some of the artists, like, um, people usually have like weird superstitions, like before they play a, a show or whatever, like they, they have to have like, you know, a Joe Boo in their pocket or something, or like some dip in or they tie their shoes right over left or something like that. 
Do you have any kind of like strange superstitions for before, before you play a show? Before going on stage, I always feel like I have to tie my shoes a billion times for whatever reason, you know, to make sure they're not too tight, not too loose. Um, and, not tripping uh, over. Yeah, right. I don't know. There, there's always that. Um, um, and other than that, no, not not really. Um, I just always have to, I feel like I have to pee a lot. I got pee anxiety. Oh, right dude. Oh, man. <laughs> dude, I'm really uh, yeah. fine. I can relate, especially at work. Uh, it might be because I just don't want to work. But... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like I could probably go on stage having to pee and then sweat out about five minutes and you know, wouldn't really have to. So, you know, it, it's all up here. It's yeah, fine. totally. So I, you know, I wanted to ask too. I'm a big fan of this project that you were a part of. What was it like when you were uh, you were together the the Pete Tom uh, project with working with Mike Patton and, and those guys? Pete Tom, is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. yeah was um, that was that was uh, a lot of fun. It was actually when we recorded that, it was just he and I, and he had already had. A bunch of stuff recorded and i just put drums on top of it um now i know i recorded probably about 30 songs and i think that there's, there's there's certainly not that many on that peeping tom record so i don't know what happened to all those other songs but there's some really good stuff on there that i don't know i don't know what happened to it or if it was, it was like a lot of day or yeah i don't know yeah it's mystery <laughs> Oh, you're glitching again. I'm sorry. I really enjoyed that project. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he's going to do more or not. I guess we'll see. Um, he, he's always doing something different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> what about, uh, what was it like working with Jello? Jello? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, all right, all right. Put him on black. <laughs> now, I mean, we we did a lot with him. We worked really hard on stuff um, for a long time. Um, you know, we got involved with him because uh, he, had, he had seen us play. He did play a bunch in San Francisco, and and I remember he, he kind of really wasn't a fan of ours at first. And then he, he saw us play and saw us do uh, Alice Cooper, Halo of Flies. And and then he came to us. He's like, I finally get you guys. You guys did <laughs> Halo of Flies, and that was just amazing. And our bass player at the time, Kevin, said, oh, you're just drunk. <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I'm not that drunk. Um, <laughs> and I think we were kind of like jokingly saying like, I mean, we knew that he had had trouble with the Dead Kennedys and stuff at the time, like, you know, basically taking all those records away from him. And we're like, yeah. hey, have us be your band. We'll play Dead Kennedys. And he's like, well, I don't know about that, but I'd be really into doing a record with you guys. And it started from there. And he initiated right the whole thing and started coming down to L.A. and staying at my house and uh, making himself at home. And... <laughs> 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 and uh, um, yeah, we made two records, and, and 
did did some touring and some shows and and I think uh, I think he realized because he didn't really have a band, you know. After the De- Dead Kennedys, he had done you know records like the Ministry guys, you know, did the thing, did some stuff with with the DOA and um, maybe a few other bands. But I think the uh, playing with us realized that uh, he should have a band, and yeah. you know, and so now he does. You know, uh, and that, that's, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we'll play with them again someday. It was, it was certainly a, a fun experience. And, uh, yeah, I've got uh, all kinds of crazy stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love to hear them. Oh, if, if we only had a couple of uh, days. Yeah, right. Oh, I bet, man. I bet. You've probably seen a lot of wild shit. So. Yeah, I mean, your history, your uh, um Catalog is just amazing. You know, yeah, all the people the, you've worked with, right? How long you've been doing this? He's got great. quite the resume. Yeah, with Nirvana. Yeah, that's right. Any any uh, cool stories of when you were uh, working with Nirvana? Uh, any cool stories of working with Nirvana? Um, let me think. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, I remember, like, I was playing with those guys. I was filling in for, uh, well, they were drummers. And uh, uh, it was after they had gotten rid of Chad. And all of a sudden, they got an offer to tour with Sonic Youth. And uh, uh, so they kept to see if I would fill in for them. And they got down to uh, uh, San Francisco, where I was living at the time. And... Uh, we uh, uh they showed up and and kurt had a bunch of broken guitars it worked at all <laughs> so, so i took him to this guitar shop where he bought this uh this a uh, uh most right guitar so uh, uh it's a kind of a rare most right gospel guitar that uh, he bought from the store in san francisco that i took him to called real guitars and uh uh, he wouldn't play it because he really liked the guitar a lot, but but he was afraid he was going to smash it. Um, and uh, so, you know, his his guitar before that that he really liked was a uh, Unibox that was a uh, most right copy. And uh, so he got this special gospel guitar. But then uh, then it, it got stolen out of uh, out of their van when they were making Nevermind. Uh, they were staying at this. Uh, these these uh, monthly rental apartments here that like uh, uh, you know people TV shows at or whatever or bands will stay at if they're like um, recording and uh, so this guitar got ripped off out of the back of their van and then years later mysteriously shipped and gets sold for a, a, a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> so, wow yeah crazy I'm wondering. That's how much your clones will be going for in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. We can yeah, only can, hope yeah, right. Right. <laughs> you ever get any of your shit stolen? Uh, yeah, I had a, I had a, um, a snare drum stolen that I really liked out of our, our van a few years back. So, Texas. Stolen Texas. Texas. I got shit stolen in We all that? We were just down in Texas, so. But that, that's where we got robbed, too, is we got robbed playing in Houston. Something about Texas. Oh, really? But, yeah. 
That's where I got my new snare drum. <laughs> was it purple? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've been pretty lucky, you know. Um, you know, knock on wood. Yeah, man. It's, I might steal one of the Dale Crover clones. <laughs> yeah. So, um, did you have another? No, no, no. keep going, man. Good. So I wanted to try. I wanted to ask you some of the questions I normally ask uh, guests when I have on the show too. Um, who are some of your like your who are your top three like musical artists and inspirations? And you can't say top the monkeys. Three. I can't say the the monkeys or the other no. ones. Um, okay. Um, well, uh, Kith would have to be up there. Oh yeah. You know, um, Beatles. Can I say the Beatles? Yeah, yeah, right. you can say the Beatles. Why not? Okay. Um, and I'll say, um, let me think, let me think of one one more good one. Um, Judas Priest. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Kiss is usually a, a one that gets mentioned a lot. It's like the gateway, it seems like, for some yeah. people. Yeah. I'm the right age, you know. Was it, was it the music or the theatrics? It was just, uh, well, both. You know, it was right. just, I remember seeing them on TV. So they, I always say, and I know other people my age say the same thing. Uh, I saw them for the first time on the Paula and Halloween special. And that was kind of mm -hmm. like, like, like my uh, generation seeing the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan. Right, right. You know, so it was just like, yeah, what is this? Nice. You know, <laughs> and then, hard. and then every kid in school had the record. So, but I, you know, I still think Alive is a really great record. Yeah, yeah. I really yeah, that was what started me down the rabbit hole too. I remember uh, I've shared this story before, but uh, like uh, it was a uh, Christmas, and my sister used to get a lot of albums for Christmas, and I was still too little, like uh, to start getting albums at the time. And you know, she was into like Leaf Garrett and you know Rod Stewart and stuff like that. So I remember her opening up albums, and she had like Leaf Garrett and all that. Was all excited, and then she opened up kiss alive somebody for some reason thought i'll get her kiss alive and she was like ew what is this and i'm still <laughs> and i'm like oh you know and i like reach over and then that was it i was hooked i was in just from seeing that cover yeah yeah exactly yeah, i stared at that thing forever you know the booklet inside the, the, the uh the kiss parody um covers you guys did the, the albums the melvin's ones yeah. With the art, those are fucking hilarious. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thankfully, those guys saw the humor in it, too. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. You would have been in trouble if not. <laughs> right. No, I mean, Gene, Gene, you know, it's like, I remember somebody asking him about that, or I saw an interview where they're asking him about, you know, what about the Melvins doing those those Kiss records that look just like yours? And he's like, well, I mean, you know, they're obviously doing that, you know. <laughs> I, it was obvious that that you know they're paying tribute or whatever, but you know, and it's in, and I think they're just asking him about like, you know, I think they sort of like put a stop to Kim Diamond's makeup or something like that. And he's like, no, that's too close to mine. You know, but, I mean, somebody obviously, you know, a parody or a tribute, you know, you know, well, we know where it comes from. So. Well, at least they have a sense of the humor, then. Yeah. <laughs> well, they even took us on tour, which was nice. 
Oh, they're badass. Oh, you got any good stories from that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you try out some uh, platform boots when you're on tour with them? No, those guys were really nice to us. Like, oh, so that tour, that was their the the very first reunion tour they did. You know, back in makeup with the original band. And oh, yeah, that's like what ninety six or something, I think, right? Ninety six, maybe. They've done twenty farewell tours since then, right? What was that now? They've done about like twenty farewell tours since then. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Right, right. Well, yeah, that one, this one, that'll that'll be be endless. Peter, this was Uh, the original reunion for the base of Peter. I was at the one that came to Cleveland. uh, Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Well, Stone Temple Pilots was supposed to do that whole tour with them. Uh, the uh, Scott Whelan, that's when he, he got busted in Central Park trying to buy heroin. So all of a sudden it was like uh, they had an opening slot. <laughs> so, um, and we we knew Gene a little bit already, but uh, really like we're on Atlantic and our product manager used to be their publicist. So anyway, we didn't think they would ever happen. And they actually did. Uh, surprisingly, we got to do, yeah, six shows with those guys. And uh, our first show with them was at the, the Superdome in New Orleans. And uh, we, had a, we had like a, a, you know, a truck, like a, uh, like a Penske rental truck or whatever with our gear that, that uh, was already there ahead of us. And we drove out from Los Angeles in a rental car and pulled up to the Superdome in a car. And we're telling them like, yeah, we're playing here tonight. And they're like, sure you are. Bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, no, no. Really, we are. We are. We're the opening band. And Melvin's like, you guys pull up in a car. They had to go get somebody from, you know, the, the, the Kisses crew to, like, confirm that, yeah, those guys are playing here tonight. <laughs> and then we walk in. We walk in, and then those guys are doing sound check. You know, and they see us. Gene sees us, and he's like flicking guitar picks at us, trying to hit us. You know, and family's like going, "Hey guys, fellas, hey Buzz, how's it going? You know, I haven't seen you since I was coming out of Gold's Gym." <laughs> That's a great Paul Stanley. Dude, you, you do a lot of great impersonations. The yellow one was good. Stanley's good, man. Yeah, who else you got? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, Paul Stanley, he's so ripped, man. We I, we took my dad to see Kiss like two years ago, and that dude's flying across the audience on a zip line. Yeah, he's right over it. Yeah, it's crazy. Sweet. He's like 70, and he could kick, I don't know, probably half the audience's ass, man. He's ripped. Yeah. You ever see that thing like, where he's trying to call out the guy about the laser? You the laser. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Look at look at uh, Paul Stanley versus the guy with the laser on YouTube, you know, and they're like, right. he's like totally cutting him down. You chump, you with the laser, you know, and they're all like standing there, kind of looking tough, like, you know, I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna rock and roll tonight, except for you with the laser. You can get out. Of here. <laughs> nice. He's probably trying to distract the uh, air singer since he was Catman, because you know how the cat fired those lasers. Yeah. 
You got to distract our drummer with that laser. <laughs> That's why he was so pissed off. Duh. <laughs> Do they get like a giant litter box behind the drums for them? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Poor Peter. Hey, oh, no, no, no <laughs> comment. Yeah, exactly. All right. That's enough about the cat shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, another question I wanted to ask you is there a particular song? I mean, you've listened to so many, it's hard to probably narrow it down to one, but do you have one that like always kind of like if you're going through a rough time, you need that extra ump. Is there a song that you can always go back to that kind of picks you up and motivates you? You mean to listen to or, or to play or? To listen to. To listen to. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's always something. Um, oh, God. Let me off guard. Um, um, uh, uh, well, it would have to be a kiss song. Deuce, of course. Get out yeah. Get your grandma out of here. That'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, and then, like, uh, any, uh, I mean, you just mentioned that you guys got to play with Kiss, but a lot of the people that you played with, do you have, like, a particular band that you've been on the road with that is, like, always, like, you have the most fun with, you always look forward to, like, I got to go out with these guys again. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, touring wise, um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, you know, in the last bunch of years, we got to take a lot of bands that we re we really liked um, on on the road with us. I mean, and you know, some are bands that we knew, and some are are, are that we didn't know that we became good friends with. Um, like, uh, there's a band from Seattle called Helms Elite that uh, that we did some touring with, and I know that we talked about stuff with them again if we can. If we're ever allowed to tour and play shows again, we'd, we'd love to do that. Yeah, I'm hoping we will. That's Just do it, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you know, these guys did a Prohibition uh, <laughs> underground little tour they just came back from. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, we can get away with it, but, yeah. I mean, you can't, I mean, it sucks because you can't do that, you know, because you guys can get, like, nice and shit, but, like, well, we're we're even, in even in California, not, not even like, you know, not even like small secret shows or anything like that. Because I'd know. I got my ear to right. the ground. Yeah, we, this band was able to get a couple of our bands down to Houston and Louisiana. Okay. Play some, like, badass shows, man. Just generator shows, stuff like that. Yeah. The outdoor. Yeah. Cool. They got, they got us too locked up here, you know. They claim that they claim that they're liberal around here in California, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, being a musician, <laughs> how does the whole like, you know, freedom of speech? You know, we're musicians. I I got a voice. You know, it's you know you got a job you got to do, and they want you locked up in your home. Yeah, I know. No, no, we're screwed. Welcome, move to Ohio, man. <laughs> yeah, that's we're less rude. <laughs> Might have to. We'll uh, we'll we'll uh, beta test the tip over club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how it works out. We'll see how you do in the cold and the snow with the lake effect <laughs> snow. Yeah, uh, not too well. Wouldn't be too well. 
well, then, you know, you're better off there then, I guess. <laughs> um, another question I want to ask you, um, three people who've inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are today. Oh, ooh, uh, hmm. Um, well, uh, my mom, um, let me think here. Um, um, I'll say, uh, my bandmate Buzz was definitely like, uh, you know, uh, uh, helped me throughout this entire time. And, um, I will say my lovely wife. Awesome. Awesome. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Or else it's the couch. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, and then, uh, Here's one that, that takes people back. It's a, it's a popular question. Oh. You kind of, you're cutting out. Can you repeat uh, that one more time? Uh, favorite toy as a child. Oh, favorite toy. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, this is an easy one because it was, uh, I remember it would have been uh, on Christmas when I was six years old. I got my first toy drum set. And uh, it was a big surprise, and I, I don't think I had any idea. I thought it was something I asked for, you know. So Santa knew. Santa did, though. Yeah, he did. So yeah, I wish I had that too. I've actually I've on on uh, you know eBay things like that to see if I could find you know that actual kit. What what, what, what kind of kit? It's just a drum set, but I would, I, if I saw it, I would remember it. You know, at so a what was, psychedelic drum head. What was your first, like, real kit? Uh, I bought my first drum kit from my handmade, uh, delivering papers on my paper route. And uh, it was secondhand. Uh, bought it from some dude who had a garage, and it was uh, probably a 60s-ish pearl drum kit um it only had the bass drum rack drum and four drum nice and, and had to build on it from there so it was 150 yeah. bucks which was that was a lot of papers well yeah back then i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> standards you know i'm dropping all kinds of money for a new drum set so yeah Nice. My parents didn't have a lot of money, so, you know, they, they helped when they could, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're out there working the paper out, saving that money. That's right. So earlier you said that you were just the drummer, and uh, obviously you're not just the drummer, but do you, like, in your mind think, like, oh, I'm a drummer, you know, like, other than, like, being a guitar player or, you know, everything else you do, is, is it the drums that would be, you know, if you were – on an island, you know, pick your instrument. Yeah, it'd be drums. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm talking about. You know. Okay. Right on. So, but, but, you know, oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, you, you know, guitar is fun too. What can I say? Right. You know, uh, practicing, is... practicing drums by yourself is, is boring, you know? Okay. It's, it's, that's you know, why there's not that many drums, you know, because, because it, 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 it's boring and, it, and it's a lot of hard work. Yeah, it's way easier to play I, guitar. I like beating the shit out of the drums on my own. No one's around. Too, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, 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 I mean, you know, when I was learning to play, you know, I didn't practice a lot by myself. I put on records and played along with those. 
Yeah, yeah. And I put I put my earphones in and I'd like listen to Primus and just try to mimic Tim or something, you know. Yeah. Try to do that good. Exactly. Yeah. You didn't have earbuds though in your in your head, so. <laughs> no, I had the cans. The big over the ear cans. Nice. So you had to be really <laughs> careful not to like or whatever, right? <laughs> Hey, I do have a record player. I do. All right. Hey, did you have anything else you want to add? Yeah, just one more last drummer question as a Phantomas fan. You you get nervous uh, filling in for Dave Lombardo? Did I get nervous filling in for him? Uh, Yeah, is that to follow? Are you pretty confident? Big big shoes, but, you know, I felt confident. Yeah. I mean... I mean, like that Phantomas stuff is, is um, you know, it's complicated musically, but I mean, mm-hmm. Melvin's, Melvin's are definitely, that's, I had so many yeah. years of playing that insane stuff that, you know, it was no problem to, to uh, uh, you know, comprehend what those guys were. You know, I did get to play the easiest record, you know, the yeah, yeah, more yeah. song oriented than others, but it was fun, you know? Oh, I had to fill in for Slayer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's an awesome project. That's cool to hear. Who, who are yeah. some, like, drummer you give a shout-out to? You know, like, who, who are a bunch of guys you like? Yeah, new, newer. Yeah. Well, I mean, guys that I think uh, influence my drumming are, like, um, uh, Les Banks from Judas Priest, who hasn't been in for, you know, 40 years. Uh, um, Clive Burr from Iron Maiden. Um, okay, I, here, here you go. I'd say the best rock drummer I've ever seen in my life. Totally blew me away. Um, I didn't even know much about him when I saw him, um, but I, I did know like almost all their songs. Was uh, Ian Pace from Deep Purple? That oh guy, yeah, he's one of the the best rock drummers ever. Absolutely. Yeah, you know? he rocks. Yeah. I've seen, seen a lot of those, like, live videos and shit, and that dude was, like, thunder, man. Yeah. I really like a lot of, um, yeah, like a lot of old videos. Like, um, there was this German TV show. You guys probably know about it. It was called Music Laden. You ever see the Black Sabbath video where there's, like, a backdrop where there's, like, all this yeah, video stuff going on? I watch the Beat Club videos a lot because I'm into that style. Yeah, Beat Club, Beat Club. Yeah, it's the same one. It's like, it was Beat Club in the 60s, and then I think they changed their music on the 70s. And there's like, okay, okay. I know what like, you're talking about. Like, I was watching this really cool uh, David Bowie video from uh, um, kind of, I guess, mid period Bowie, but the band is just awesome. He's got like Adrian Blue playing guitar with him. Like, the yeah. crazy guitar player. Drummer's awesome. I can't remember who the guy is. He's, he's this black dude that's just fucking awesome. Um, but yeah. I, I'm really into watching all those old videos and have been for a long time just because all the drummers are awesome, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I of love course, every, every Stone Rock band up on, on, uh, the Champs, which was just like the, the, the beat club's normal backline, you know, Sabbath was using them because those are the in-studio amps. But then okay, the yeah, yeah, rock yeah. band in the world has orange because of that, because of the German TV show. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I love that German era. I love Watson. There's there's great like Amon Duel Two, Norway. Yeah. I love I love all that shit. Yeah, someplace I've got like a, a DVD that's like 
a whole ton of like kraut rock stuff that you've never heard before. But you have uh, can, but then stuff is like they documented everything, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, one more time because you were cutting out. Oh, I just said there was a great uh, Brian Eno documentary that was just talking about, I want to say the Bowie era, you were just talking about this one. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that. Eno documentary? Yeah, it's called The Man Who Fell to Earth. It's like three hours just covering Eno from 71 to 76, so it gets pretty wow. in-depth. There's a ton of great shit on Amazon. I've been watching it, and then there was like four on others other days. It was like three hours on what, like, from so it got so and I've been digging on all that shit. Oh awesome. I'll have to look for that. Yeah, so um I mean what else you gotta do when you're locked down? You might as well catch yeah. up on some of these, right? Hey my dad's got a <laughs> yeah. generator if you guys want to come to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> we can't pay you, but I don't yeah. I'll throw twenty bucks on it. <laughs> all right. Is there yeah, is there anything open there? Like, what about, like, can the grog shop open or anything like that? I think they're still closed. Yeah, they're still they? closed. They've been a lot of fundraising, you know. I say just throw Yeah. See, that's what I'm worried about. It's like, I'm, I'm worried that some, some clubs aren't going to survive this. So, you know. Yeah, I know you grog's like your guys are placed me for the yeah, I think, I think they should just throw a fucking show and be done with it, you know? But we, we played, my band played Now That's Class recently, and people showed up, people were here, it was a good time. It was like, people have showed a lot of you know? But it's like, people need to play, you need to throw and play, you know? It's it right. hard, man. Hey, so I wanted to ask you, too, uh, uh, you know, like, one of the reasons why I, I started this, I see blurry you. Hello, hello. We, yeah, we can hear you. You're like frozen. Uh-oh. There. Uh-oh. We can hear you. There. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. The video just froze on your end. Oh, okay, yeah. I, you, you guys froze off, so. Okay. Uh, I wanted to ask you because uh, one of the reasons why I started this podcast is like I'm a I'm a veteran and I did uh, when I was overseas you know like one thing that would take me out of the situation and just kind of like help me get get by would be listening to like podcasts or music putting on the headphones and just you know kind of taking me away from that present moment and taking me somewhere else. Um, so I wanted to see if you do you have uh, so I'm hoping to get like a bigger veteran audience too because of that. But do you have any message that you'd like to send to all our uh, military members that are currently serving overseas? Yeah, well, sure. Thank you for your service and uh, 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 yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> you know, I, thank you for helping uh, do a great job. My awesome. Dad was, uh, my dad was in the service. My dad served World War II. Yeah, mine too. My my dad so, was a little bit of a marine. So, right. You know. <laughs> but uh, and then you know I want to ask you guys uh, if 
people. Oh, here we go. All right. If if uh, people uh, want to pick up the album, support support your work, uh, that are any of our audience that might might not have heard of it or any or just want to support you guys, where would you send them to get like the album, pick up the music, pick up any merchandise, uh, uh, the the Melvin's project that's coming up? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, if you got a local record store that you can go to, that's always good. But if not, um, uh, you know, you can always order stuff uh, direct. Uh, my my solo record is available, you know, through Joyful Noise, and also, you know, I, I don't I don't mind if you, if uh, you stream it off of uh, all the streaming sites as well. However you listen to music, it's fine by me, you know. And then uh, you know, same with Melvin's. You know, you could you could uh, buy it through Ipecac, you know, or however you get your music. Fine by me. Buy multiple copies. <laughs> yeah, I'm still one of those people that like to hold the actual physical product, so I'm still. Yeah, right, me too. I mean, I still art, artwork, and everything like that. Me too, but I I do the majority of my listening on the on my computer, you know. Uh, but I, don't, I still like I still like uh, I still like CDs, you know. I think they sound the best, but uh, you know. However, you know, they're cheap to have made. Things that they are, yeah. yeah. I guess the most important thing is the music. So you know, as long as it's being listened to. And you said uh, Melvin's on Valentine's Day, right? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, that. uh, that's oh, yeah, that's, that's through. Uh, you can find that through veeps.com. V-E-P-S.com. And uh, if you just search the Melvins, they and they also have all kinds of streaming stuff on there as far as bands go. Uh, and then that'll that's only five bucks, and it'll be up for a week. Nice. Right on. I'll tell my girlfriend. Five bucks. Yeah, Valentine's <laughs> yeah. what you're doing for Valentine's Day, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? My brother's a big fan. Big fan. He wanted me to ask you about track two on Bootlegger. I think it's called uh, Let It Be. And he said it's it's two songs. And he wants to know if there was another name to the other half of the song. Uh, part two. <laughs> I told him, I was like, maybe you should. I think that's what it is, yeah. Uh, on the on the bootlicker, yeah, it, I think it's just Amazon. Is that the one? Amazon, Amazon two. I, 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 I think he said it was Let It Be. Oh, Let It Be. Oh, because there is, yeah, it's like, yeah, there's a there's a whole like second half to that song. Yeah, I think I think it's just. I think it's the same song. Funny because yeah. I forgot all about that, and then. Somebody else pointed it out. Oh, yeah, what other part? What other part? <laughs> right. He, he's thinking there's some, like, you know, deep, like, hey, you know, there's, there's got to be more to it, man. There's got to be more to it. That's like, just let it be, man. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Just let it be. You, you answered the question. I'll make him happy, man. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, right on. <laughs> very cool. Valid. All right. Well, hey, Dale, it's been great talking to you. We've almost had you on an hour. I, I don't want right to too long. Uh, definitely appreciate you taking the time. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. And, uh, yeah, um, 
And uh, hopefully, you know, things start opening up out there for you guys, and hopefully we'll see the garage shop soon. Yeah, we're going to come back open. Awesome. Hey, well, thanks again for your time. Take care. Hey, we got Jen. All right, you too. Bye-bye, guys.
the guy who was uh, who got laid with one of the FIBCB women, and all you guys have got your pen lights out. And oh, that was Luster. <laughs> was that it was Luster? Harry Luster. That, that was with right? a, she was at ACU2 Baltimore. Oh, was she really? Yeah. Yep. And she came in and yeah, it started with her showing off her pierced nipples, and then I, it went from I heard, there. I heard my about that one here. The, Tim, back to my bad, here. Tim's here, and Luster's right here, and Dan Green's on the other side of him. And he sang it. He sang for her. <laughs> yeah, it started. Dan's the one that started it all. I saw yeah. Dan Green. And thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall. Brought to you by Today's Boondogger. for listening once again to today's boondoggle radio show please be sure to check out our website domaincle.com or today's boondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives follow us on social media at today's boondoggle on facebook instagram youtube and twitter for more information about this podcast and please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via today's boondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. for tuning into this week's edition of today's boondoggle domain cleveland entertainment is a veteran owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans you can find interesting interviews music news entertainment information and just about everything else in between thank you again for tuning into the show here at domain cleveland <laughs>